that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making a seeping? It's the Spudcast podcast. I'm talking out my ass with uh, criminologist Peter Scharf. And I have to say, uh, this this interview, which I record on my phone because uh, we're still in COVID protocols, but uh, this thing was interviewed several, interrupted several times by phone calls both to me and to him. So if it sounds kind of choppy or if I just let things roll while he talks on the phone to somebody, well, we'll see. But in the meantime, that's what happened. But we are talking about whether or not these two teenagers uh, are going to go to uh, adult court, whether or not they should, even though the DA said he wasn't going to do that. Now he's being criticized by a whole bunch of liberal groups saying that he's not doing his job. He's flip-flopping. He said his job is to keep the community safe. So we'll see what you think, too. And we'll also talk about whether or not you can pass the buck off more criminal behavior to uh, the COVID-19 lockdown. So there we go. Spudcast Podcast. Talking out my ass with Peter Schaff right after this. Uh-oh, that doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222, and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of parish coffee. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. Okay, I'm interviewing Peter Scharf, criminologist Peter Scharf. Uh, and again, how, how, how many times have I interviewed you? 50, 60, A good 70? hundred, a good hundred, yeah. No, we, we started in the early 2000s. Uh, and really always enjoyed that, you know, seriously. And when people were going to kill me, you were a really good buffer and protected me as best you could. <laughs> I know, I tell people, hey, leave them alone, man. That's, that's you know, that's a that's an easy interview across a broad subject of crime. So how long you right. been? A, uh, how long have you been a quote unquote criminologist? I mean, it makes you sound like you're, you you. You're, I, I, you're I told uh, Tommy Tucks the other day, uh, fifty years. I started in nineteen seventy, after a hopeless interlude with the military, and then uh, I, uh, you know, started going to Harvard and started working in in in, in Summers and Cheshire's prison with murderers. So I've been doing this quite a while. Well, if I'd have gone to Harvard, I'd be working in the janitor's closet. So, 
That'd be it for me. And, uh, I did Harvard uh, on the Bayou, the, so there you go. Uh, yeah, whatever. No, you know, it was, uh, that was a completely different era. And uh, I, my field was moral development and murder, basically. And I, I, you know, had a group of guys who were essentially murderers and uh, got to know them real well. And uh, I guess the high point of that, 1970, there was a guy, I'm not going to say his name, but he had a tryout with the Kansas City Royals. So I took him to, uh, on the Greyhound bus to the airport uh, bus, and he killed uh, a Lutheran minister and his child kid on the way to the uh, airport. So that was uh, <laughs> an interesting way to learn about murder. Yeah, well, it's certainly about morals. Let me see. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I'm going to kill. Bank robber's okay. Lutheran minister. No, you got to go. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Well, I can't figure it out. Well, you know what? That's one of the reasons I called you up because uh, there's a, several things that are going on, and I'm just uh, confused, I guess, like most people are. For one thing, you know, I don't know. I don't know the reason for it. I'm sure uh, uh, you hear arguments all the time about not having a, a two-parent household and things like that. Uh, but when I was 15 years old, hell, I'm 62, and if my mama still gave me that look, I wouldn't do it, or that my dad had the tone of voice, you know. But uh, we're talking about these uh, these two teenagers. Now, it's debate about whether they're 15 or 16, 15 in the papers, 16 in court records, but they're going to be tried as adults for a uh, murder that they committed, uh, allegedly. Got to say that, allegedly stuff. Is that from people like you saying, I got to say allegedly? Did y'all come up with that? Yeah. Yeah, don't worry about that. You're the man. Yeah. Go, go ahead, sir. So, so, so they kill this woman in a botched carjacking, and they shot her with pretty high-powered weapons. And the, dude, the new district attorney who campaigned, now all three people running for district attorney said they would not treat juveniles as adults. The other two saying they would only do it in very extreme circumstances. And uh, the winner basically said, I wouldn't do it at all. But lo and behold, here comes an extreme circumstance. And he is going to treat these two as adults and try them in adult court. They're going to be transferred to an adult jail pending trial. They will be segregated from the rest of the real meanies. Although at 15 or 16 years old, to cold-bloodedly gun down somebody, allegedly, in a botched carjacking, sounds pretty mean to me. There's a bunch of liberal groups now. They're saying he's flip-flopping on his campaign promise um, and that you know he should back off and, and try these kids in juvie. Uh, but he's saying his job is to protect the community, and these two uh, should not be in it. I don't. I mean, I got my own opinions about this, Peter. But I mean, where, where are we? Well, my, yeah, no, this, this is good. You know, one, there's if you did a, a scale of moral wrongness, a lot of people are calling me and saying, why is this murder more morally wrong than any of the other? murders we have involving juveniles or aggravated assaults with a gun. And it isn't clear to a lot of people uh, what was it that made these individuals so heinous that we're going to try them in adult court. Okay, second factoid is, I, I did the research, 30 of the 50 states do not waive youth who commit murder uh, to uh, adult court. And there, there's six more that um, they they have it on the books that never no one's in that situation right now. The third thing, and I, I've worked with these kind of kids in Connecticut, and 
Texas and California and elsewhere. And the, the, the issue is what, let's say you try him for a period of time, you convict him, they're, they're serving a sentence for a number of years. What exactly do you do with them? And uh, the, the research in my experience working with these kids is they have very limited empathy skills, very little moral skills, low cognitive functioning. And, um, you know, what is the program? Do they just sit there and play cards with the jailers? What exactly do they do? There, there was uh, I, one as an example, I, and this, you and I know, you covered this, and I, I worked for the this one, was the murder of Wendy Byrne. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. In the quarter. Okay, you remember talking to me. I came over to WWL when you were there. And, you know, this one guy, Ernest Cloud, the three kids, Reggie Douglas, um, there there was uh, yeah, Ernest Cloud, and uh, the third kid, I'm just locking his name right now. But the gist was that Ernest Cloud had such low functioning that they had, and this predated, I think, Leon, they had to teach him what a courtroom was. That somebody told him, you can't, uh, convict this kid unless he can read. He read at a first grade level. Mm-hmm. And all three kids had absolutely disastrous sense. Uh, one death and several just stayed in prison basically their whole lives. So the, the issue of exactly what what is it you should do and what can you do with these kids? They have low empathy skills. They read at a first grade uh, level like Ernest. And, you know, it, it, it's a real dilemma. Yeah, but you know what, Peter? I, I mean, there are people out there that, I mean, not many, I admit, that you're not going to read many stories like that. But, you know, every now and again you're going to run across a story about somebody who started a business and hired a whole bunch of people and he kept his secret to himself until he retired and his, reti- I mean, his secret was he was illiterate. So there are people out there who are illiterate. You know, but they are still cognitive. They are still intelligent. So are we just, is that where the measure comes in exactly? Whether or not you can read, but whether or not you can understand or whether or not you, you have, like you, like you said, you had to tell him what a courtroom was. They didn't even know that. Where's the, well, where's the guys, cognitive these guys, the, 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 these, these, these characters are not the next Bill Gates's trust me. No, uh, neither am really I. Well, but you know, there the, these kids have very limited uh, educational skills right now. But, but again, the, the dilemma is twenty-five years. Let's say you decide to do what Jason Williams is arguing. Let's put him in jail for twenty-five years. First of all, the specialized care they would get is cost prohibitive. Can be up to a hundred thousand a year, depending on exactly what they do with them. Uh, and they're, they're, you know, and, and would you rather put that into preventive programs or would you rather just keep them there for ad infinitum for 25 years? But it also depends on what they do while they're in there. Yeah, they're going to be in there 25 years, but there's a lot of things that go on in prison that add up, add on top of people's, uh, uh, sentences. So, I mean, their initial sentence might be 25 years, but they may end up spending the rest of their life in jail because the, because of things that happen inside the big house. I mean, I don't know. You can you raise the crystal ball, you know? 
Well, but, but again, you know, and this is, it's in, in some ways, I see it as a cost issue. The other thing is the case called Miller versus Alabama that argues against LWAP, life without possibility of parole. That was a case involving a 14-year-old, so it applies to 15s and 16s as well. So, you know, what is the constitutional standing of this decision? And the, uh, the Alabama case is going to go to the Supreme Court. They made a, a ruling just a few weeks ago that actually suggested that the Miller arguments were going to be accepted, that you really can't try 15-year-olds. And people who want retribution, you're, you know, again, you're talking about kids with very limited intelligence, very uh, poor reading skills, conceptual skills. And, you know, what, what, what is the meaning of guilt, for example, for these individuals? Uh, and again, the other thing, there's another point, that the chance of this being a deterrent value to other young people thinking of killing people, and I, I grieve for the family, I really do, uh, you know, is, is a critical issue. These kids will, you know, you say, you know what? You do this, and we're going to give you a life sentence. You might as well tell them you're going to become an astronaut or be transposed to another era. It won't compute. Not getting pizza tonight is a bigger threat than getting a life sentence for many kids in this status. Yeah, but the they're kids, going to wise up eventually I, yeah. when they've been in there for a yeah. while. And the, but, the, but the question is, too, when he brought up uh, Williams brought up that his his job is to keep the community safe. I mean, so uh, yeah, how, what kind of empathy are you going to have for these two kids? Well, oh my God, arguing, you shouldn't put them there. But, but I mean, I got I'm a family. Arguing. I got a family. I don't need this. Out I, of I, 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 Jason's a good guy. He's a friend of mine. I, I, yeah, I don't, I'm not saying he's it, not. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like that, but it is. Okay, well, let me keep going. Well, no, 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 no. Let okay. me stop for a second. We'll pick it up right here when we get back. Jason, I mean, uh, Peter Scharf is my guest. I know Jason wins. Peter Scharf is my guest, and we're talking about criminology and criminals and where they should go and whether 15-year-olds should go to jail for the rest of their days. And we'll pick it up right here. Spudcast talking out my ass right after this. Well, it finally looks like we're going to be spared the COVID lockdown this summer. Of course, there's other medical needs besides a big cootie, sprains, breaks, stitches, pink eye, bug bites, sunburn. Some of these can be diagnosed and treated over the phone with telemed. But whatever your malady, Rapid Urgent Care is open 365, even on holidays, ready to treat you quickly and professionally. Whether you're on the North Shore or the South Shore, summertime bobos don't stand a chance at Rapid Urgent Care. Just go to rapidurgentcare.com for the address and number of the clinic nearest you. Bud here. Do your breakers keep breaking? Do you see a spark when you plug in your hair dryer? If you do, I want you to remember one thing. 9473392. That's Eugene Lawrence's number at E1 Electric. Let's face it, you don't know nothing about electricity, but Eugene does. A licensed and insured electrical contractor, over 25 years experience, him and his crew can do anything for you, from hanging a ceiling fan to rewiring an apartment complex. So before you hear this, you better hear this. Thanks for calling E1 Electric. How can we help you? E1 Electric, 504-947-3392. Getting older and feeling your age? Low energy, no motivation, putting on the pounds? Maybe age isn't the culprit. Maybe the sad truth is you have low testosterone. 
Well, don't sit around and mope. Go to the Mope Clinic at the Men's Optimal Performance Enhancement Clinic. Chris Rue will do more than just fling a blue pill at you. With proper testing, diagnosis, and testosterone replacement therapy, you'll be on your way to becoming your old self again, or better yet, your new self again. Go to mopeclinic.com, M-O-P-E clinic.com, or call 504-322-3888 to start your journey to a better, stronger, healthier you. Okay, we're back talking to Peter Schroff, criminologist, and we're talking about, uh, I mean, these two teenagers who committed, allegedly, uh, murder, killing a woman during a carjacking, and we're talking about whether or not they should be tried as adults. Uh, uh, Williams said, Jason Williams said that he wasn't going to do that. That was his campaign promise. Now he's saying he will. Liberal groups are saying you're flip-flopping. Other people are going, uh, I don't need this in my neighborhood. So let's let's pick it up where we left off there, uh, Peter. No, that's great. And I think I think the reality as I see it is it you have three strikes against this decision. You know, one is it's prohibitively expensive. You know, and, and we tried this. This it, it isn't like somebody had uh, a hot flash and said, Let's let's wave these kids to adult authority, adult court and try them with an LWAP sentence. You know, we did this, and that's why, in large part, I think, why we're in the hole. All of the states that have abandoned this practice, roughly 36 of the 50, have lower murder rates than ours. And we have this old-fashioned notion of retributive justice that simply doesn't work. If it worked, I'd be more excited about this. The chance of this solving, uh, stopping a murder is almost zero. Deterrence theory says deterrence a function of time, certainty, and the extent of punishment. But if all you have is extent, it's an extremely rare sentence, you get almost no deterrent value. So why exactly are the advocates of this policy thinking that it would control crime? I don't think it will. So they uh, should they yeah. should not be tried or... They should not be tried as an adult, but I mean, even so, in juvie court, juvie life lets you out at 21, doesn't it? So is that trying to give yeah, them 25 and, and, years like right, a compromise? Get out earlier. Right. Well, but the, and, and the, a lot of states have programs, they, they call it capital offenders program. Texas is a really good one. In fact, there's a guy in New Orleans who used to run at Will Harrell. I, I know the name, and, but I don't know him. Yeah, he's married to Simone Levine, the court watch lady. Anyway, so, so you know, but the, the, the idea that you have a specialized program for these kids, keep them there longer, I've no hang up with that. You know, keep them there for 10 years, say. But then you gotta do something proactive, so if they get out and when they get out, the statistics say almost all these kids will get out. And the only, thing, the only question really is, are they gonna get out the same, better, or a lot worse? Well, and I think the track. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm thinking back on a conversation I had with uh, John Kennedy, who was now a senator. He wasn't back then. He was in the state. He was state treasurer. Uh, but he would talk about like once a year he would go and he would he would substitute teach in schools. And he didn't just observe. He would actually go do it. And he was promoting a program of uh, reducing recidivism rate by by f- providing. A GED. He goes. There's a lot of kids who go to jail. People who, who are in jail for at least five years. He says maybe ten percent of them have a GB, GED or a high school diploma. He goes. The fact that if you if they come out of prison with a GED, 
that the recidivism rate is like 10, 10% lower than without, you know? I mean, so they actually learn something. So if is this part of the program yeah, that and, Texas and, has? Uh, you force them to learn stuff? Right, and uh, Rick Covington, the Secretary of Corrections, and I spoke before the HIFET National Convention, and that's what we argued, that this is a good insulation. My, my instinct is you really have to do more than that. You have to do a little more uh, conceptual education to really be a reasonable barrier to further crime. The GED, they don't do GEDs anymore. It's really a high set. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I mean, yeah. I haven't been to high school no, in no, 40 no. years. Right. No, high, high set is uh, it's a, a, the product of the educational testing service. And, and, and that is a little more conceptual, but it still isn't enough, I think. You know, but you got to. And, and the other thing is, we have uh, a, a terrible juvenile justice system. I'm sorry, people will now get really mad at me. No, we do. So the failure, the failure is before they kill anybody in the parking lot. You know, we we don't uh, we don't uh, educate them. We don't train them to do anything, and they evolve into criminals. And, and that's where the potential is. Get them before they kill someone. Yes. Afterwards, in a weird way, it may not matter. But again, but again, you know, we're, 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 we're also outside. I'm sorry. I apologize. That's all right. I got that same alarm on my phone. I can't change it. Makes it sound like my teddy I, bear's I, waking me up, you know? Let me, quick, let me quickly take this. I'll be right with you. Hold, don't, hold on a second. All right. That's all right. Oh. Eddie Coffin's on the phone. Let me let me go answer Eddie here. Oh, that's right. I'll get him. He'll call me back. Tell me I well, said anyway, hey when you uh, to him. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. You're on a roll. Um, well, uh, yeah. I think education is a very important thing about all of this stuff. I mean, quite frankly, um, I remember seeing a, a, a brief, like a 30-minute documentary about this guy who went to prison, and he'd been in and out of prison his whole life, and he, and he, he went in. Uh, he was a gangbanger. He had tattoos. He was a badass. And, uh, you know, he remembered, he said, I, the look on my father's face when I went in again, and I knew that I was never going to see him again because by the time I got out, he's going to be dead. So he turned his life around in jail. He learned to trade, became a, um, anyway, he learned how to operate heavy machinery in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, like a welding place. And, uh, and, and, I mean, he became like one of the most valuable employees that the guy had. And he would mentor kids and tell them, said, look, you know, Anybody, no matter how bad you are, there's somebody better than you. And there's 50 other batters who are going to gang up on you. He says, so, you know, get your ass straight, man. There's no point, there's no future in, in demonstrating how much of a badass you are because there's always somebody who's going to be able to take you out. And I, I think that that's an education lesson, like you said. Telling them they're going to jail for the rest of their life, they don't, they don't comprehend that. 
you know? And I mean, you're 15, no, 16 you know, years old. Then, you're, you're, in exactly, the prime, you're not even in the prime of your life yet and already you're going to get stuck up behind bars oh. and wear orange jumpsuits every day. So, right. I'm, I'm, and, 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 and the question, I, I think here are the issues. What, <laughs> the other thing is, we're lying to ourselves. We think that this kind of draconian punishment will make us safer. They have no impact. You know, it's uh, accountability, child rearing, everything else is more important than this. We focus on this as a symbol of our uh, moral outrage, lust for retribution, all quotable. And we forget what's really important, which is uh, a program that keeps us and the kids safe mm-hmm. and teach them basically where they got any confidence here. You want to say hello to him? <laughs> we got about two more minutes of interview and then we're going to be done anyway. So why don't you tell him you're calling okay. me back? Uh, you know what? Just tell him. Let me get this one. Yeah, go ahead. Go, tell, go him, on, tell him man. I said hey. Tell him I said hey. Hey, may I call you right back? Is that all right? Yes, sir. I'll call you right back. I promise. I swore. Okay. That's how um, you're working with his son, huh? Anyway. No, he's uh, he's, he's hustling. Yeah. He's, uh, we're working together on a big project. But anyway, go ahead. I'm All right. Well, let, me, let me ask one more question. We've got a couple of minutes left. Sure. Has this pandemic, you think, affected crime? Has, has it driven enough, enough people nuts? And I'll tell you why. It's because this girl in Southeastern, she stabbed her boyfriend. I don't know how many times. Her LSU boyfriend. I don't know what pissed her off. They haven't said it in the news or anything. But she's been now uh, arraigned on attempted murder charges. And uh, a, a story a little closer to home, I won't give you any details, but I know somebody um, who basically had a girlfriend in college, and uh, they broke up. He broke up with her, and he uh, he is now being stalked by this girl. And after hearing this story about the woman at, at uh, Southeastern stabbing her boyfriend, it's like, dude, you know, should, can you not break up with a girl that you're not, co- you know? compatible with what what the hell's going on are people turning into nut jobs or it's still a very limited type of thing well i I think we have really you know uh, he asked about let's go back to the heart of the covid right yeah one there were kids who you know had a number of issues now had very less structure in their lives than they had before and they're more likely to move into criminality and some of them are in the crime category for lifestyle or education, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And others are in a uh, a different. Uh, now I got somebody domain. calling me. All right, good. We're popular stalkers. Yeah, I don't know who these people are. Anyway, I got rid of them. So let's wrap it up here since we're over ten minutes. Anyway, sure. so COVID. Do you think COVID, like like you said, uh, less structured? A less structured life because of the pandemic and being locked down. Uh, is is that just normal, or just some people who were susceptible? Do you think to that beforehand? I think susceptible is more likely the truth. You know, the other thing is uh, that COVID is the biggest cop out for increase in violent crime I've seen in my entire fifty year career. Mm-hmm. You know, you say we're doing something wrong in the criminal justice system or the education system. Now we say. It, it used to be it's the storm. Now it's COVID. And it's, uh, the cops tell me that. They say it's a big cop out. Don't believe it. 
Well, that's what they're used to. They're used to dealing with this one-on-one, you know. How come you didn't shoot him in the leg or the hand? Yeah, okay, well, I'll do that. You know, I'll, and I'll draw and fire in an, a nanosecond, and then uh, I'll have a beer with Miss Kitty. Peter Sharp, it's always a pleasure. I always learn stuff from you. I still got a stack my, of questions for you, but I'm out of time. You, my friend. And we're going for another 100 interviews, right? Yeah, Well, this is, so what's, this is 102, so here we go. 102. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thanks, Good. Peter. Good. Oh, anytime, Spud. Thank you so much. See I'm ya. honored. All right. Wrap it up. Spudcast right after this. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps, the list just keeps on growing. And it needs to keep on growing because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Hey, guess what? The pandemic's finally winding down. Looks like you might get to go on a little vacay, but where are you going to go? I got an idea. Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured fishing guide at lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. Okay, Peter Scharf, criminologist. I think we uh, solved all the world's problems again, uh, at least for today. In the meantime, I want to take just a second to say thank you to everybody who uh, gave thoughts and prayers when my son was ill. He's much, much better. Uh, I can't go into a lot of details, but I will tell you that the summer is upon us and you need to drink a lot of fluid, okay? Don't get dehydrated. Uh, next week, uh, we'll be back. But in the meantime, you can listen to this show on Red Circle and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Amazon Music and Spud, uh, Public Radio and Stitcher and on Twitter at Spud Got That and on my Facebook pages, Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and The Big Teasy. And uh, I will be signing up on a new app called The Speakeasy, which you can get from your, uh, your regular app buying place, even though it's free. Uh, Thanks for joining me here. Talk to you next week. Y'all be safe and watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.